there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. We begin hour number two. Follow the money. Dave Ross here, Sean King, as well at Circus Sportsbook in for Mitch and Polly. The boys will be back on Monday. We do have some golf people mm-hmm. going on right now at the Scottish Open. Ben on, which is a great golf name. You're just trying to get on. Ben on. Ben, ben on. Ben he's on been the, on. Been on the green. Be, right? Just stay on the green. <laughs> Seven under par right now. Uh, so he is your leader. Rory McIlroy is now the new betting favorite coming. Remember, Scotty Scheffler was uh, the favorite before. We'll find out how Scotty does. He's still six to one. But Rory off to a really good start. Six under par. Still has a couple holes to play. Rory's right now in the live betting market is plus 330. Ben on, by the way, is 12 to 1, even though he is the, the leader by one. Then you get to the Tiro Hattons at 18 to 1, the Victor Hovlins of the world, 18 to 1. Thomas Dietrich off to a really good start as well. He's six under, and in the live betting market, he is 20 to 1. What's very interesting about what's happening, again, this is on the heels. If you're not a golf geek like I am, and I watch a lot of the congressional hearings on Live Golf and the PGA Tour, What's going to happen? And Jay Monahan is coming back to the tour as the commissioner. This stuff is intriguing to me. It just, I don't know why it captivates me, but it does. Because it is really the future of the game mm-hmm. that we're talking about to a degree. So why I like turmoil, I like controversy, I like seeing people go at it, a little conflict. And I think golf has really been never been more exciting, maybe for some of the wrong reasons, with the advent of Live Golf now here. But if you've been living under a rock, this happened again this week at Capitol Hill and Congress is getting involved and whether or not this merger acquisition, however you want to phrase it, is going to go through. One thing we did learn is Jay Monahan, who had to take some, some health issues and had to leave the tour here during this very, I'd say tumultuous time. It's coming back. They asked Xander Shoffley, who right now, by the way, is struggling a little bit out there at the Scottish open last week. He was one over par in his round today. They asked Xander's pretty mild mannered, 
right? Kind of flies below the radar. Doesn't Rory's been a mouthpiece for the PGA Tour, right? Other guys have been very outspoken. X-Man doesn't seem to say a lot. He had a lot to say about the commissioner, Jay Monahan. Take a listen to Xander. The guy who was supposed to, to be there for us wasn't. Obviously, he had some, some health issues. So I'm glad we got the memo. I'm, I'm glad that he said he's feeling much better. Um, but yeah, I'd say he has a lot of tough questions to answer uh, in his return. And um, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't trust people easily. Um, he had my trust and he has a lot less of it now. So uh, I don't stand alone when I say that. And, and yeah, um, he'll just have to answer a lot of really hard questions when he comes back. And this is the thing, Sean, I said it a couple weeks ago with Matt Brown and you can't handle the truth on the handle, which is when this merger acquisition happened, I, this is a month ago now. I said, if anybody's telling you today mm-hmm. that they know what this means, they're lying. They don't know. The players still don't know. Xander still doesn't know. Rory still doesn't know. And we, we just saw the report come out this week that in one of these memos, one of the agreements was that Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy would own live golf teams. Rory's the guy coming out saying, I hate live golf. I hate live golf. Like he hates it, but yet we, you hate it, but we'll give you ownership of a team. Like this stuff, there's, there's a disconnect here. There's something going on between the commissioner, Jay Monahan, the players, the message is not getting through. They still don't have a deal, whatever this is going to be. And it's supposed to take shape in 2024, but nobody knows. And I think Xander, the frustration you heard there is like, I heard Adam Scott say yesterday, dude, I just want to play golf, man. I like, I don't want to keep asking, being asked questions. And until we get any idea of what this means for the game of golf, Sean, these questions are still going to get asked to the players every week, like they were to Xander this week. Yeah, they don't have to deal with it, but I mean, it is what it is. You know, you're a professional athlete, especially in the modern age of professional sports where everyone has a camera, everything can instantly be sent out to the masses. I mean, that's just kind of the environment and society we live in. I'll say this, though. The questions the players have is, Liv was offering us life-changing money, and we turned it down based on what you were telling us, and then less than 365 days later, you turn around and work out a deal with the same entity that you told us to stay away from. So I think that's the root of all of this. So I would imagine that the PGA side and Monaghan, they're trying to work out a way to make this financially work for the people that stayed loyal to the PGA during this period. Because the people that didn't, they've already gotten their money. The people that went to live, they've already gotten paid. They took advantage of it. Uh, it was their choice. I never had an issue with them leaving. It sounds a little bit like we talked about yesterday with Francis Ngannou. Right. Leaving the UFC. Yeah, go get your bag. And when he got his bag, he's going to get a fight with Tyson Fury. And everybody was chirping for a while. Oh, what did Francis do? He kind of, you know, and he's not in the, he's like, oh, just wait. Right. And the guys that everybody wanted to laugh at, and I get it. You, you can have your moral outrage if you want uh, uh, for the Phil Mickelson's of the world and the Brooks Kepkas of the world and Dustin Johnson's. All those guys are like, hey, yeah, you can say whatever you want, man. Just the checks are cashing and they're clearing. Right. So now you guys back left in the PGA tour, you're still being asked these same questions. Nobody's asking these questions of those guys. Right. They're like, hey, yeah, whatever happens. Great. I got the bag, man. I'm, I'm good. Right. Yeah. Now it, it'll work itself out. It will. But I wonder now, like, can we, I've been actively fading Rory, not just, it just feels like some players are wearing this when they go out there, mm-hmm. certainly in a major next week 
right, at Royal Liverpool, which, oh, by the way, the last time they played the British Open there almost a decade ago, that's when Rory won his last major on this golf course that they're going to play. And Rory's in good form again today. And he's been in good form, but he just hasn't closed. Right. So I think the way to approach it is I wouldn't put much money into Rory outrights. But I would get involved, Rory top 10, Rory top 20s, because, you know, he's been around. He just hasn't figured out Sunday. We, we, you know, Tiger dominated Sunday. Like, oh, man. Rory seems to struggle. What is it, 2014, the last time he won a major? Almost a decade. So, I mean, and he's been in top 10 and how many? Oh. So, it's always Sunday with Rory. Like, so, I think when you're from a betting standpoint, that's how you have to approach you know, backing Roar. You can still make money on him, but it's going to be more in the top 10, top 20 market than it is in the outright one. And I'm not saying that's why Xander's playing poorly today at one over, but I do wonder guys that repeatedly on the PGA Tour mm-hmm. that are, because again, the, the as I like to call them, the NWO of golf, they're going to show up again next week. Well, I think this is the one sport where we've seen guys be emotionally hijacked. And so everything to them matters. Like, it's a sport where if you pop a piece of bubble gum in a guy's backswing, oh, like, like it's the end of the world. He, he might lose his mind for two holes. So I do think <laughs> this impacts and will have an impact from a wagering standpoint because the guys that are mentally tough, it's not going to affect them. But the guys that aren't, that have shown the capacity to be impacted by outside influences, then those are guys that you can potentially fade. Your three major champions this year, mm-hmm. right? John Rahm, who ran down Brooks Kepka at Augusta, right? And Rahmer has been, I don't want to say quasi-supportive of Live Golf, but it's like he's come back. Like He's like, hey, man, they got some things that are working, right? Like, he's not as outspoken as he once was. Because he's a realist. Dave. Yes. He's like, hey, man, if somebody offers you that kind of money and you still get to do what you're doing, like... It's still golf. Yeah. And then Brooks Kepka. He wins uh, the PGA Championship at mm-hmm. Oak Hill in Rochester, Finished New York. Top 10 in the Masters. Right. So there's a, a live golfer mm-hmm. going out there and beating the best golfers in the world. And then Wyndham Clark, kind of a guy nobody's asking Wyndham Clark about live golf. So it's not the, the same usual suspects of the PGA Tour, the torchbearers for the tour. Mm-hmm. They're not, not to say they're not showing up because they are showing up. And certainly John Rahm, however, he straddles the fence on these two issues. He did win at Augusta. But it does feel like right now they are you feel the wear and tear. Because, again, when you hear it from Xander, when you heard it from Adam Scott of like literally saying, man, I just want to be able to concentrate on trying to win a major next week. We might not think of it in the gambling community, but it is affecting these guys. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely affecting some of the top players on tour. So I almost kind of look at the guys that fly below the radar as the guys that longer shots that are going to play well again next week. Yeah, and an update in the Genesis, Genesis Scottish Open. What do you got? Dwayne Hun Ann is now in first place at minus seven. The DraftKings screen in front of me says that his live number is 12 to one to oh. win the tournament. I would imagine that that's not an updated number because he just took the lead as he birdied 12, if I'm not mistaken. All right, so Rory is, uh, he is done. So he's in the clubhouse six, six under. under. Yeah. I mean, look. On has, what, six holes left to play? Yeah, he's still got some some holes to go, which means, I mean, he could get pretty low, get low out there on day one. So I one. brought that up. So if you want to back Hunt on, I think now might be the time because he's probably going to finish, I would imagine, at least probably nine based uh, on the I, way the course is playing. It he, seems like the course is very manageable. Pretty easy out there right now. By the way, Rory, if you want to uh, lay it, I, I you got to lay 350 if you think he's a top 10 finish. 
got to lay a dollar sixty-five right now in the live betting market for Rory to finish in the top five. Mm-hmm. But I'd be surprised if he's not around. Again, we've only seen correlated plays here. Guys that have won at the Scottish and then won the British next week, it's a short list. Phil Mickelson, decade ago. He did it 10 years ago. He wins the Scottish Open, then he wins the British Open the following week. Not saying it can't be done, and not saying that Rory necessarily wouldn't want to win the Scottish, Mm -hmm. because I think Rory would love to close anywhere right now to get that feeling of closing again for a guy who has not closed in a major in nine years. That's still a long time. So there's so many avenues and ways to approach the betting market right now in the world of golf. But one that we should not ignore is the constant onslaught of the pressure of this merger acquisition piff into the PGA tour. It's a real thing and it's affecting some players more than others. Did it affect you to whatever the commissioner did when you played in the NFL? Uh, I know I would have left if Canadian football, if CFL would have said, we're going to pay you You're gone. 70 million. Sorry, then, Raj. Hey, I'd have shot the deuces to the bucks. You got to pay me. When we come back, more Justin win totals in Major League Baseball as they get ready to start off the second half of the season. Tomorrow, we'll discuss. Come on back with us right here on Follow the Money. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? If you drive too fast, you can hear the sound of your vehicle crashing. Nobody wants that because one way or another, speeding, it's going to catch up to you. This is paid for by NHTSA, NHTSA. So again, everybody, if you're out there in the roads, just slow it down. That's all I got to do. Look, we were all young. Drove a little bit too fast when I was young. It's true. Right? You get older, and you go, yeah, don't need it. I'm going to get there just fine. Rather get there in one piece. Uh, we mentioned, obviously, that we're going to start the second half of the baseball season in earnest tomorrow. 
And again, you can get in some adjusted win totals uh, right now. One team I do want to look at here, we talked a little bit about the Yankees, seven games over at this point, uh, eight games back of the Rays in the AL East. And it is the Toronto Blue Jays. Because you mentioned how the East right now, even with the Red Sox, and we don't know. We, every team in this division can't be buyers. They, they just can't. Right. It can't be the ultimate arms race, and everybody just goes, gets more, 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 all in the AL East. I'd be surprised if that happened. Because the Orioles feel like the one team that might stick to the track plan and not give up prospects to go get somebody in the window if they think it's really, truly open. But the Blue Jays, conversely... They need pitching, right? So Alex Noah is back. Don't know if he's going to go back to being the guy they thought he would. Had a good start against Detroit his last time out. But, Sean, if you look at the Blue Jays, we know they can mash. We know they can score runs. But this is going to be one of those teams that will be in one of those races in an arms race to get starting pitching. And the other teams that are going to be right there with them, certainly I think the Dodgers need pitching. And the Yankees could always use a little bit more if they get their bats back in the second half and they feel like they've got enough offense. Is it is that the the pathway if you want to back the Jays in the second half that you go, they've got to be buyers because they don't have enough as they currently stand? Well, here's where they're a little different in my opinion. Okay. And I'm just making sure... They need Al- Alex Manoa to get back to being... Well, he's got to be an ace. Right, which is what he was the year before. If I'm not mistaken, Manoa started the All-Star game in 22, correct? At he, Dodger Stadium. Yeah, he. this is what we're talking about. That right. he, this is ace-level pitcher who they had to send down. Right. I mean, he fell all the way off the wagon. In his defense, and maybe he was injured, maybe he wasn't, but... When he got back, mm-hmm. July 7th, I granted it was against the Tigers. He did pitch six innings of five-hit, one-earned run ball, no walks, eight Ks, which the walks had been the issue. It was the control. If you look before he was sent down, five walks versus the Rays, seven walks versus the Yankees, four versus the Phillies, four versus the Mariners. Mm. So he was struggling with his control. So at least he looked like, he regained his control on his last start. So if he can piggyback on that start and regress back to where he was, they already have Gossman and Berrios, who's pitching much better yeah. this year than he did last year. Then they have Romano, who's one of the better closers mm-hmm. in baseball. So I think they're in a better position from a start and pitching standpoint if Manoa is back to form than a lot of, the, a lot of other people because – I mean, when you look at the other teams that are potentially going to be, you mentioned the Dodgers, Kershaw. I mean, they need Urias and Gonsolin to start pitching like, you know, their paycheck, you know. Sure. The Reds really don't have anybody. The young pitcher, Abbott, I mean, it gets mm-hmm. real thin real quick after that. Um, so I do think the Blue Jays, if you're looking to back from a futures standpoint, a team that just needs to regress slightly back to where they sh- should be, then it's the Blue Jays, and they're right there. They're still in the hunt. I mean, they're nine games over 500, even though they're seven back of the Rays. They're in the playoffs if they start it right now, so they control their own destiny. So, like, that would be the kind of team, if I'm looking, you know, to maybe add a futures bet, I wouldn't be surprised if the Blue Jays, all of a sudden, the pitching really came together, and then they got the home run derby winner. I mean, 
You know, they have bats. Well, here's the amazing thing. The adjusted win total right now, plus money, by the way, plus five, 89 and a half. Which would mean they have to win 40 games. That's it. So you basically got to play 500 right? the rest of the way, and you're going to cash that over ticket. Again, like, the only negative, I'm not playing win totals of for anybody in the East, in mm-hmm. the AL East. That, that division is off limits to me. <laughs> I may put a future on someone, <laughs> but I'm not getting involved because, I mean, it's a loaded division. It, it absolutely is. And, and I, I understand that logic because it does feel like they're just going to eat their own. Right, that division, it's yeah. going to be... It's the only division without with no one below 500. Mm. By the way, one of the one of the teams that I wanted to back, and backed a little bit last month, and now I, I regret it, is the White Sox. Their adjusted win total, and they really, when they hit the break, they, they, they went in crashing. It's now down to 72 and a half. You know why? Not just because Luis Robert got hurt. At the All Star game, yeah, they're going yeah, the to be sellers. Game. People think, yeah, that's it because they have a they have a one two three in the starting rotation that other teams would die to have. And they would love to have if you look at in prime Lance Lynn, Lucas Giolito, uh, and Dylan Cease. Now those guys have not lived up, and I think a large part of it is it's not year one of underachieving. Like last year, they were the very popular pick to make some noise in the AL and they didn't live up to it. And they've, the manager got fired and people thought maybe that was the issue. And, you know, they've been worse nope. this year. So they've been worse without Tony LaRusso. I could see them resetting as an organization. I, well, I really if, could. If they reset and, and, and we're just spitballing here, but when you look at it again, that's why that win total right now, minus dollar 15 is over 72 and a half for the white Sox in the South side, because if they were to sell, I don't think they're going to sell Luis Robert, but Iwa Jimenez could be a guy in the middle of the lineup that goes Tim Anderson once beloved, not as beloved anymore. Once the play starts to go down, you do this and you don't back it up. People start going, all right, dude, we were, we had your back. Now what TA could be on the move. Potentially mm-hmm. the top three in the rotation that we just talked about. Liam Hendricks in the back end of the bullpen. I mean, they have talent on that team and that's why there's such a disconnect. And that's why I thought if this team ever wakes up, they've got as much talent as anybody in the division. Still only eight games out of first, but I just don't see them putting it together. And you don't see them holding, right? The only way you can talk, because they're 67, they're in a minus 67 run differential situation currently. Uh, So, I I mean, they'd have to have a drastic turnaround. I mean, the only thing that even makes sense is the three three teams they're chasing. You don't really believe in Cleveland, Minnesota, or Detroit either. No, that's the thing. Because again, we're we're looking at which teams out of those teams. Cleveland normally doesn't buy. They're not traditional buyers. Minnesota normally not either. Right? So Detroit certainly not. They're going youth movement here. So it's like, it's gettable. It's actually gettable, but it just I'm assuming that they're going to say, no, we're going to wave the white flag here eight games back. We're 16 games under 500. They, they've been like the St. Louis Cardinals of this division. Yeah, the Guardians are, are in first at 45 and 45, and the Red Sox are like we're five games over 500 at dead last. Dead so, last. I, I, I don't know. I, I think the White Sox, if I own the White Sox, I'd be leaning more towards resetting. Now, the, there's one team that I told you about yesterday, the Metropolitans, that I played a 50-1 to 1 to win the National League, right? You just, you're, you're nostalgic better. Now, look at this. There's nothing wrong with that. Their adjusted win total right now, minus dollar five, for your New York Metropolitans. My New York Metropolitans. Is 81 and a hook. Can we, I mean, can you be 500? 
Now, again, you've got to walk down the primrose path like we just did with the White Sox. Are they going to sell? And I think right now it's still up in the air. Again, Billy Epler, the GM, Steve Cohen, the owner, they had said we're going to kind of evaluate before we get to August 1st. But Cohen did allude to it. Hey, man, we've got the highest payroll in baseball. And if we're not getting any returns, if there's no ROI in our investment, we're going to start trading off some assets. I don't think the Mets will be sellers. I don't think Verlander and Scherzer are going anywhere, right? There are rumors that Sugar Diaz, I shouldn't even say this and, and put it out there, right. that Edwin Diaz could come back this year. Oh. Now, again, to hit that over, all the Mets have to do is play six games over the rest of the way. I just can't back the Mets, man. Why? Be- because they write a check to Daniel Vogelbach every <laughs> week. I cannot back a it's team the bogey backing. that does that. He might be the most frustrating player in all of baseball. Like I've told you, until you guys remove him from your roster, I just can't support anything Mets. You know, whenever he gets a hit, I'm on a group text called Meet the Mess because we are a mess, not the Mets. We'll be like, hey, don't let Vogue get hot. Like It's just a like running joke now for Metropolitan fans because he, it does. It feels like an automatic out Absolutely. In, in the lineup. And here's your DH. <laughs> We've had issues. But if you like the Metropolitans, I don't think at minus an hour five, 81 and a half, if the team stays and Cohen and Epper don't sell off, and there are a lot of tradable parts, Robertson, Ottavino, back end of the bullpen, those are desired commodities out there if the Mets waive it. But they haven't waived it yet. The Mets are 42 and 48, six games below 500. You've made one good bet on the Mets out of the 600 you've made this year, and that's most wins in, in the month of July. So let's get behind that one for my guy, Dave Ross. Let's do it. When we come back, Lou Fittacaro is going to join the program. We'll talk all things UFC, get Lou's take. Because, again, kind of in these dog days, you can get some good numbers before you get to a Saturday. So we'll do that next with Lou on Follow the Money. Download the DraftKings app today. New customers can bet just $5. Get up to $150 in bonus money instantly by using the promo code VSIN. That's V-S-I-N when you sign up today. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for all the terms and conditions. Back alongside our Super Bowl champion quarterback, Sean King. I am Dave Ross. This is Follow the Money here on VSIN. You know, shameless plug for the guys on First Strike. Do a great job every week. You got to get wherever you get your podcast. Take a listen to First Strike before you get to your weekly card. And uh, one of we don't play favorites, mm-hmm. but certainly one of our favorites is Lou Finnecaro. You can follow Lou as I do at Gamlu, the host of the About Business podcast and a regular on First Strike who always does a great job. Lou, Sean and I were talking about it here, and you know this as well. When you get kind of a a quiet, sleepy week of sports like we've had this week. Yeah, we got Wimbledon going on, Scottish Open. We're getting ready for Major League Baseball. It feels like people start to go, what can I wager on? And they look at the UFC maybe a little bit more closely than they do in other weeks. And I know we're coming off UFC 290. Do you think that that's going to be the case today as we get closer and closer to Saturday that people go, man, I better get the best of the numbers today because they're going to change in 48 hours? Well, first of all, uh, Sean and Dave, thanks for having me on this morning. It's a pleasure to visit with you. Uh, Usually in the summer, the dog days, there is a spike in UFC activity just because there is less to bet on and people got the itch. 
Uh, they're always, you know, the monsters just around the corner. And so um, I don't really know that uh, that they belong in the market. I think, if anything, the extra money in the market allows us to uh, maybe monitor those lines. And if anything, yeah, I'm not afraid to bounce or or make a move early. More importantly, with a little bit more cash in the market, it might behoove me to be a little more patient and wait because just like football, uh, most of the UFC bettors bet late and they bet favorites. So if you're looking at a dog, it might behoove you in most cases to be patient. And we could see that certainly uh, with the main event this week with Holly Holm, the ageless wonder here at 41 years young. She still is a favorite. I'm seeing up as high as $1.70 today on DraftKings. When we talked to Lou on Tuesday, she's about $1.55. This number, to your point, it's going up, up on Holly Holm. Do you think this is uh, sharp money coming in here on Holly? And is she deservedly going up in price? I, I think it's all money coming in on Holly. Um, and I'm not in a hurry, honestly, to bet a 41-year-old against a 31-year-old. And granted, there's clear paths to victory for each lady here. Surely home in the big cage is going to use that boxing and kickboxing and and manage distance. That's her game. Uh, Buena Silva must find a way to penetrate distance, get inside, and make this the ugliest barroom brawl (laughs) we've ever seen in a UFC fight. If Buena Silva can get Holly to the floor, now Holly's big and long and structured and has fought at 145, but if Buena Silva can get home to the floor, she can do to home what home will be doing to Buena Silva if Buena Silva allows her to operate in space. So there's a clear path to victory for each gal. I, I think if anything, um, when you look at every attribute, experience, who that Holly Holm has been in with. She's taller. She's longer. Why is she only 170? I, I, I'm, I smell a rat. I like Buena Silva, but I'm going to be patient. Because Holly does have knockout power, we've seen it before, the kick, you know, heard, saw around the <laughs> world. Nobody will ever forget, you know, her foot hitting Ronda Rousey's face and kind of one of the biggest upsets in UFC history. But you do say the Bueno Silva has a pathway to victory. Does this seem like a match then that nine times out of 10 is going to go the full five rounds? Or do you think it's something that, you know, one or the other, if they can impose their will, could make this a short night? Sean, I think that the narrative here is that most Holly Holm backers believe that, I I don't buy her power. Yeah, she knocked out Rousey, but she's she's a volume tap, tap, tap combination gal. And over... Uh, an accrual of time, yeah, she can probably get someone out. She ain't getting Buena Silva out, in my opinion. So I think if you like Holm, you, you you tend to lean to the decision. That's her tendency. I think if you like Buena Silva, and no one does, then you're looking at maybe less than the fight goes to the distance or under that four and a half number. And I can assure you that me and no one else is looking at that this week. <laughs> Absolutely. So again, we were talking about this yesterday. That was about a plus dollar twenty on home via decision. But with the price tag going up, that price is going away as well. So if you like the Buena Silva side to lose point, wait. 
you're probably going to get the better of the number as we get closer and closer to Saturday, even even a little bit richer than it is today. I know on the Bout Business podcast, you always say, Lou, there's no better time than the present. On the other uh, featured bout here for the ladies, Norman Dumont against Chelsea Chandler, I know you like a side on this one. You want to give that one out to the people today? Well, I released it a couple days ago on Twitter. It was a young Chelsea Chandler plus 120. Here's a, a young talent that we haven't seen too much of, but she's in that Diaz and, and uh, Melendez camp. And uh, we know that she's going to come tough. She's going to come loaded with cardio, with good wrestling chops. And I like the wrestling matchup against Duman, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu uh, practitioner, who's the slight favorite here. Uh, Chelsea's seen a little action come her way. I think rightfully so. This should be a very competitive fight. I would think also that this one should go to decision based on the competitive nature of both of the ladies. Yeah, right now she's plus $1.20 here, so that's a key bout in the featherweight division. Of course, that division wide open now that Amanda Nunes has decided to retire. So I know both those ladies are thinking about that next step, possibly in that division. Uh, I do want to get to another fight that I, I think you've, you, I saw you on Twitter yesterday talking about Terrence McKinney out of Chicago. He's been on the wrong side of a couple quick uh, fights here recently. Is he a live dog in your opinion against Sadikoff here? Because it feels like T-Rex is saying, I'm going to be back to the original guy you saw in the UFC, not necessarily the last two outings you've seen. Well, uh, T-Rex or Terrence McKinney has a really great arsenal of weaponry and he just hasn't shown it. And he reacted to his last couple of, of uh, disappointing outings by switching gyms. I think in this case, it's, usually it's a tell for me. In this case, I think it's good. He moved his whole family to Texas. So that to me points focus. The kid's athletic, he's long, he's got great power, asked Drew Dober, and he also uh, has better wrestling abilities than most think. Now, the young man that he's going to fight is, is giving away a little size to him, surely giving away UFC experience, but he's coming from the white hot uh, Longo Weidman Jim and you know uh, with Anik and Florian doing the podcast, uh, there's a lot of action. There's a lot of eyeballs. There's a lot of attention on that Jim, and I think he's getting a tremendous amount of reaction from that uh, backing. And I don't see it. I simply think that McKinney is due for a bounce. And I think we're ready to see McKinney have a really good night against a kid that isn't as experienced as he. Yeah, I'm right there with you on that play there. Right now, McKinney, you can get him at plus $1.25. We've talked a lot about it, Lou, certainly on first strike. We didn't have the opportunity on Tuesday, but Jack Dellen Madalena is back on this card. He was supposed to be at 290, a lot of issues with injuries, but he is back in here against a replacement fighter, and he's over a $6 betting favorite. We know the pedigree of JDM now. Do you stay away from these bigger price tag fights? Because we've seen crazy things happening inside of an octagon. Don't expect them, obviously, to be on upset alert. But it just feels like they wanted to get JDM a fight, and they've gotten him one here. But again, at 625, is there any way that you analyze this fight or just kind of pass it all together? I love the other kid. I mean, listen, Madalena is a warrior. He goes out there, stands toe-to-toe, -to -toe, and when you give, you're going to get. And he's in with a guy that knows how to give just as well as he knows how to get. The other kid ain't afraid. Uh, the only way to bet it is dog or pass. 
I will consider the dog. Yes. Ooh, but so how? I'm not, I'm not afraid. You can't, we can't be afraid. If you're if you're going to be betting with scared money, go play something else. There you but, go. And right now he's a plus 440 underdog against JDM here. So uh, to lose point, dog or pass in that one, even though short replacement, get him back in there. JDM does get his fight. Uh, very quickly, we got about 30 seconds to go. Tell the people about the Bout Business podcast. Again, you've already given some releases, like we mentioned with Chelsea Chandler. Tell the people what they get when they listen each and every Friday. This podcast is 16 minutes. It's simply my releases for each week's UFC fight card. We're running at 16% ROI, up about 20 units so far for the year. It's been a good year. We're only halfway through, and there's more work to do. I want to <clears throat> excuse me. thank you guys for having me on this morning. And let's keep the shine on the UFC. There it is, everybody. Lou Fittacaro, give him a follow on Twitter, at Gamblu. And this is why I love our podcast each and every week, because I get to talk to Lou every week on Lou's First Strike. Lou's my kind of batter. Chelsea Chandler, dog, Woo. bueno. Silva, so, dog. Terrence McKinney, dog. That's how I like to play. Lou finds some of the best value like out it. there. So I hope you've been picking up what we've been putting down on First Strike. All right, come back and get much more talk. Certainly about Wimbledon. We're going to give you some updates right now what's going on in the Scottish Open. Come on back. Follow the money here on Visa. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today. Get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You're going to get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. Sort those picks out by sport event, match, and more. Check the top VSEN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, ROI. See which VEASAN expert has a current hot hand. So for VEASAN Pro Picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for just $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Rolling along here with Sean King. I am Dave Ross. This is Follow the Money here on VEASAN. Ben on is still Ben on. He's eight under right now at the Scottish Open. He's got a two-shot lead over Thomas Dietrich. 
and Rory McIlroy, both those guys are in the clubhouse. So they have the clubhouse lead at six under par. What did I say? Nine was the number I gave him? Yeah, Ben On's getting there. Yeah. He's getting close. He's got a couple of us to go at eight under. Here's what I wanted to point out. Slow start for Scotty Scheffler. And a lot of us now, and we talked to Jeff Seeley about it yesterday here, you wait and see if Scotty starts off slow, then you look at the live number. He's one over par. He's nine off the lead. Number barely has moved. The respect that Scotty Scheffler now gets in the betting market, he's still nine to one. Look at that. To finish top 10, still minus $1.15. He's one over. Now, I know he's just starting his round. But, like, that's where Scotty Scheffler is now. It's not. Have all the golfers teed off today? They should all be out there now. Okay. At least starting their, their final round. Scheffler's just on three. So he's one over through two. But it's like, not to say it's Tiger-esque. But that's where Scotty is now. Like, dude gets off to a slow start. People are like, no, and then now where, where's the number? How do I still bet Scotty Scheffler? Because he just doesn't seem to go away. He just seems to figure out a way to get around, although he struggled here with his T-ball on threes we watch live. But again, 9-1, to one, 9 off the lead. No big deal. Day one. Third hole. So much golf still to be played. Yeah, I, it's a lot of names on there. I, I can't narrow it down to see. No. Exactly where the value is. Not but a lot I mean, of Americans up there. The numbers that I'm seeing hun on is still plus money to finish top 10. That's because they just don't think he's going to be able to do this for three days. By the way, there's only one American uh, right now up there, and it's Will Gordon. Not yeah, the American. Yeah, guy yesterday of. was saying that uh, he thought this was a, would be a European-dominated yep. event. It's so far, it is. Will Gordon, by the way, is four under uh, as he has completed his round tied for fifth. Uh, right now as we speak. I also want to talk about some uh, some numbers moves. Now, again, like Scotty Scheffler, his really hasn't moved. In the NFL, we've seen one number move rather dramatically since you and I spoke yesterday. And that would be on the one Diop, DeAndre Hopkins. This time yesterday, you could have gotten 5-1 to one mm-hmm. on, DeAndre, on DeAndre Hopkins if you thought he'd be a member of the Tennessee Titans. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Now... It's minus $1.75. What has happened in the last 24 hours to see that DeAndre Hopkins has gone from 5-1 to one to now I got to lay almost 2-1? to one. He's going to have it in Tennessee? Well, here's what happened, Dave. I went on the top betting platform in the country, mm. Beeson, DraftKings, and stated my affinity for Tennessee to have a bounce-back season. Oh. And obviously, DeAndre Hopkins or someone in his family – must have relayed my belief in this year's Titans. That is quite the seismic shift. Well, and when you think about it, they have the available money to compensate him properly, but also their success is going to directly correlate to his acquisition because they're coming off of a season where they lost seven in a row. So to me, that would matter if I'm a free agent. Mm-hmm. Like It would matter. Like, yeah, I want to win a championship, but I also want people to remember I was on that championship team. It is is baffling to me when you look at DeAndre Hopkins' career because he got, like, prime Deshaun Watson in H-Town. Right. Right? Deshaun Watson got prime DeAndre Hopkins, too. Right. Right. So that's the other way to look at it. Like, which is which? And then Bill O'Brien traded DeAndre for a running back, David Johnson, who I'm pretty sure is out of the league right now. Boy, go back to... um, Way to go, Bill. So he goes to Arizona where you look like you're getting prime Kyler Murray. It didn't exactly. We got to remember too. D Hop got six game suspension for PEDs and those right. sort of things. So, I, I you know, and that's he's still 
balled out last year. He did when he came back. Yeah. So now, like, if you go to Tennessee, this is no disrespect. Tanny Hill's a good regular season quarterback. Okay. Before you say it, that's it. He's a good regular season quarterback. He's I'm still a you. wide receiver playing quarterback. But his deficiencies don't really showcase themselves during the regular season. It's in the playoffs. So you think it's because look, they clearly they miss AJ Brown. I mean, there's no question about that, right? You draft a kid out of uh, Arkansas last year. We actually was making some strides there in Traylon Burks until he got hurt, had that concussion against Philadelphia. But, like, if you put D-Hop there, because, again, when you look at this division, too, and, again, he's minus 175 since Sean King went on mm-hmm. DraftKings and basically said he should go to Tennessee. We're changing markets. We're moving numbers, Dave. You absolutely are. <laughs> Does it move the number for you if D-Hop becomes a member of the Titans? 100%. It enhances my opinion even more. And I'll, that's why I'm already on the Titans. I love them without him. I love them with him. I've been... Because everybody loves the Jags. The Jags are now the runaway freight train in this division, we believe. I think the Jags are headed in the right direction, but I think they're still an imperfect organism. Meaning, all people remember is the second half of the Chargers-Jags playoff game. Mm -hmm. Do you really trust that Jags defense? Man, they were getting obliterated With in the Cam first Robinson game. being suspended now because of Pez, do you really trust oh. that offensive line? Yeah, left tackle. I know they get Calvin Ridley back. That's a heck of a, a, a talent to bring back. But they still have some some holes as well. It took Tennessee losing seven in a row for Jacksonville well, to get in the playoffs last it year. It took injuries, right? Tannehill had to get hurt. Malik, right. Malik wasn't ready to go. You get Josh Jobs literally off the street. And you get – you get, think about the job – that Vrabel was trying to patchwork that together, and they had a lead right. in the last game in the second half against Jacksonville to win the division. So that's why I'm high. So for those that don't or, or had, did it in the past, watch Peace in Primetime, to the follow the money crowd, I am high on Titans over their seven-and-a-half win total. I'm high on Titans plus 400 to win the AFC South, and I have a smaller play uh, bet on them to win the AFC altogether. I think they're – Highly undervalued in the market. So, De- and that's without DeAndre Hopkins. Right. Now, with DeAndre Hopkins. It just makes Traylon Burks better. Because mm. now he bounces over to the two instead of having being the one. He's in year two of the system. He'll be better. It takes a long time to transition from that Art Bryle system to an NFL system. That's why people that are high on Jalen uh, Hyatt and some of those Tennessee receivers yeah. be cautious backing them in their rookie season because that's a huge adjustment. Moving forward, you can back them in year two and three, but just be cautious this year. You know, because you played the game at the highest level, one at the highest level, you know coaching. I'm a big Vrabel guy. But again, I can't really break down why Vrabel feels like an elite coach. If he gets a D-hop, right? Mm-hmm. And Vrabel's known a defensive guy, right? But still, the offense has always been big rig or bust, it feels like. And then Tannehill just don't screw it up. Would that be the same thing if you added DeAndre Hopkins? Well, they're going to be who they are culturally, which is a a, a tough physical team. Yep. Uh, Vrabel did an outstanding job. They were 11-5 in 20, 12-5 in 22. But the great thing about Derrick Henry this year is they picked up this outstanding rookie running back from Tulane, Tajay Mm -hmm. Spears. Mm -hmm. So now Tajay is a downhill, versatile back. You take some of the load off of Derrick Henry during the regular season – He's fresher in the playoffs. I'm just telling you, I'm buying Tennessee Titans stock. I'm very high on the Titans this year. You know, I think when you kind of 
I've faded the Jets in some of the future markets uh, for missing the postseason because I look at the AFC East and the AFC West as two overly competitive divisions. I think people look at the South and they go, it's just a one-bid league, if you will, Mm -hmm. to go like March Madness route here. Could they possibly get two? Like, if the Jags do win the division and you like the Titans overplay... And I know you like them also at four to one to potentially win the division. Could you here's get what, here's what have to happen? Okay. Sean Payton doesn't make Denver better in year one. Chargers take a step back, so Chiefs are the only team out of the West. That's the first thing that, that there's only the first, one out of the West. Right. That's the first domino that would have to fall. The second one is that Rodgers doesn't work in New York and Tua gets injured and the Patriots are just average. Mm. So a lot of correlation would have to like occur for And the North is a beast. Right. Two to well, you figure the North is gonna put two teams in. They're getting to yeah. it. Right. Right? Right. If it's, not it's hard three. for me to think that all four of those teams have subpar under expectation type seasons. By the way, eleven to one is the last number I saw on if you think any team excuse me, any division gets all four of their teams in the postseason. Mm-hmm. The only ones that I could see that happening to would potentially be the AFC North because the Steelers, we know this, Tomlin's never had a losing record. He didn't have one again last year. True. So you could make an outside case for that. It would be fascinating to see if the South could surprise and possibly have at least somebody coming down the stretch week 17 fighting for another playoff spot, not just the division winner. Uh, when we come back, Zachary Cohen is going to join us in studio. We'll talk about the men's side of the Wimbledon bracket. Is it as easy as Alcaraz and Djokovic? We'll discuss next here on Follow the Money. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.